This is no ordinary pod. No ordinary pod. Two pods in one day, gotta go back to back. This is no ordinary pod. AFC East. No ordinary pod. Yes, it is, Noah. Yes, it is. This is No Ordinary Pod. That was Noah Hemer. I am Michael Duggar. We are the No Ordinary Pod team. Bringing you guys content as much as we can. And lucky for you, football season, we're going five days a week talking a bunch of stuff. And to kick off our five, our first five full days of content, we're doing we're doing NFL division previews. AFC South was, just recorded it, but releasing on Monday, August 19th. This one was the AFC East. It's going to be released Tuesday, August 20th. So we're not going to waste any time. We know the intro. This isn't our weekly recap pod. This is our preview pod. So, no, let's get right into it. Let's start with the Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Uh, overhaul, not much in coach, not no overhaul in the coaching staff besides Brian Flores heading down south to Miami to be the head coach there. Roster, Tom Brady's still there. We talked about his contract in the last episode. I'm not getting into that this time. This is a full team discussion. Rob Gronkowski retired. Which I feel like people are forgetting because he wasn't that big, much of a threat last year until the times they needed him. Edelman's still there. Josh Gordon's. They reserved. This is a little tidbit. So there was a, there was a rookie receiver who was wearing number ten, and he switched over to number eight because he was forced to. And people think that means Josh Gordon's going to be reinstated and eventually join the team, which gives his offense scary. They drafted Damian Harris. You just trust whoever they add on defense to work. They have the best O line in football, best offensive line coach in football. Do we even have to talk about that much with this team? Do we, what What is there to talk about this team? They've won this division for the past two decades. <laughs> um, how do you think uh, Benjamin Watson affects the tight end position? I mean, Gra- I, 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 graduating I, I, from the Gronk era. I heard that he. I saw that he had a sixty-five yard touchdown and was grinning on the whole way in. So I'm cool with that. Uh, they still have Tom Brady. I love their running backs so much. Rex Burkhead, James White. I mean, Philip Dorsett, Demarius Thomas when he gets healthy. It's what what like I said, Dontrell Inman was very good for Indianapolis last year. What is there to be said about New England that has not been said? It's it's not that they're we don't appreciate them. I mean, they sign they lose Trey Flowers and sign Michael Bennett to a one-year deal. It's just what they do. They still have, in my opinion, the best and most diverse secondary in football. I, you tell me, man. You tell me where they have Jamie Collins back. Where do you want this conversation to go? Because this is the same conversation going on forever. Brady, they've converted to... I know I'm taking the lead here, but they've converted to... Because I know you're going to just go crazy about the Dolphins and Josh Rosen later on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and I, you and you're a Buffalo Bills Josh Allen um, con- convert, so you you've welcomed to the Church of Buffalo. So you can take the whole. And we went long on Buffalo two weeks ago. So I know I'm gonna let you talk all Buffalo. Well, well, I bashed Sam Donald the whole time. So Brady's passing game is regressed, but that's probably by design. They're like, you know what? We're not gonna have our quarterback drop back 50 times a game until we, because we can just run the ball down your throat with Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead and now Damien Harris. So seriously, I mean. What what is the jumped up? We say expectations. The expectations of Super Bowl. They have, they're I think they're the second second or third favorite to win the Super Bowl. Their over under win total for the season is eleven. They're gonna win eleven games. 
They always win 11 games. Terrible division. Improving division. So, I mean, what is your area of concern? What are your expectations? And is there any scenario that does not involve a Tom Brady injury that will stop this team from winning the division? No, not really. I think I think regardless of who they have out there on defense, they're going to be fine. They got Jamie Collins back, which is funny, mm-hmm. um, after they traded him to Cleveland and then get him right back, what, two years later? Yes. Um, no, because they are honestly one, two, three. They're at least four deep at running back. Between Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris. And they still got a fullback, baby. Those fullbacks still get in love with James DeVellin. So, as long they're going to be able to run the ball. They draft offensive line, and then their offensive line coach is a madman. Yeah, Dante. I, no, I don't, I'm going to, oh, it's going to bother me so much if I can't get it. Skarnikia. Yes. 71 years old. The dude is... Born on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah, that's a guy that he puts together offensive line. He just makes his offensive linemen the smartest offensive linemen. They just play smarter than anyone else. And they play together, take better angles, and they play together as a unit better than any other team does every single year. Not because they're the most talented, but because they have the best coaching. Obviously, that's been that's been the difference between um, between the Patriots and everyone else the past twenty years is coaching over talent. Yeah, because they have not always been. Last year, they were definitely not the most talented team. Nope, but they found not, a way to win. But they found a way to win, and they have that culture. You know, culture. Mm-hmm. Culture, love culture, about, culture. Yeah, love talking about that culture. A culture um, everyone strives for, though. Yeah, but no one knows how to replicate it. No one has mm-hmm. yet. The Eagles did not replicate it. They have just put their own spin on it. They do I a completely the different. Do. They do oh, a completely different it. version of it, though. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I feel like there's not. I like us. Like it's. It's not boring, but like it's like you know. It's not boring. I love watching the Patriots. Do you but there's know just who, not that much talk. There's just not a lot of talk about with them. Looking at this, uh, this deep, this back, this back, this secondary. Um, do you know who they added? That was a draft freak. Uh, I don't see. Him. All I see is Terrence Brooks sticking out Florida State guy. Nah. Ob Melanfunwu. Yes. Freak yes, out from of UConn. UConn. Yeah, yeah. He ran like I want to. I'm gonna pull up his his. <sighs> they're they're getting so good. Oh my god! And they moved him from safety to corner. Oh, dude, that they're gonna turn him into Brandon Browner, 100. percent What they did, what they did years ago, they're gonna turn him into Brandon Browner. Or try to. I love this. Let team. me dude, read they got you joke, they got, Oh Let- my No one wants to pick the. No one ever wants to pick the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, because it's like, oh wow, real bold. But mm-hmm. man, dude, they might just do it again. But this yeah. guy is, um, 
he he ran a four four flat, had a forty four inch vertical, and then had a hundred forty one inch broad jump, which is one hundred twenty inches is ten feet, one hundred thirty two inches is eleven feet, so eleven nine. And he is six four. What probably like two twenty five? Come on, give me his weight. Um, I can't find his weight. Oh. irrelevant, I guess. He's he he's very he's very well built. He's cut. So the fact that they're just adding again superior athletes that he got drafted by Oakland. What has Oakland done? Oakland has put together one good player in the past five years, and that was Khalil Mack. And that was not because not because Khalil Mack got great coaching. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 6'4", uh, 219. That's what they have him listed at. Running a 4'4", with a 44-inch vertical in that long. Dude is freak. Yes. But they just continued to add athletes. Like, but, but Khalil Mack was going to be awesome regardless of where he went. Mm-hmm. This dude was a draft freak, but needed the coaching to put it all together. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Comes to the best place possible to get it. He is going to be a stud for them this year. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot about their offense. I forgot that they have NQ, they drafted Enkil Harry in the first round, and they have Jacoby Myers, who is balling out in camp. So this team just does a great job identifying. Martez Ivy was a number one recruit a long time ago. He was a, yeah, he was a he was a five star guy out of uh, Apopka. And they got they got Kajusti. Kajusti sounds really familiar. Let me look him up real quick. Why does that name sound so familiar? Oh, uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking of Kajusti from the Hard Knocks two years ago, the last year at the Browns, the tight end with the mm. the, be- the beautiful long hair and the crystal guy. So I relate to him a lot when it comes to the hippie side of that stuff. Um, but yeah, any so do they hit the eleven? Do they do they, do they hit the eleven wins total? Do you think that's over under? They won eleven last year. I feel like I feel like a push the, or the, under is a safe bet. The AFC East is still not strong enough that they're gonna get pretty much gonna get six games. Okay. And then then they have to, then how then they have to navigate the other four or five. I think Buffalo could sell them, which I feel like is. I mean, we both we're both in agreement that the only thing that stops this Patriots season is Brady getting hurt. Or him legit falling off a cliff, but they have the running game and the defense to manifest that. He still has the opportunity. Yeah, he, he still has the opportunity to have like honestly two seasons. Not, I don't think this season will be it. I mean, he easily could have the fall off, but he hasn't had any injuries like Peyton Manning did. That's going to create a fall off, like with his sh- shoulder or anything other than eight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but. His is just going to be natural wear and tears, but he could still, I mean, obviously he's smartest, smartest quarterback probably in the NFL mm-hmm. or you know, ever with his track. Yeah. Or with his track ever. Eh, Peyton. Yeah. I know Peyton's a freak. He's mm-hmm. a compute. He's a quarterback. He's a computer. Um, I, oof, I don't looking at this, looking at the schedule though. Um, this team can beat the Steelers. This team will beat. Uh, I'm looking at non-division. They play their non-division opponents are Steelers, Redskins, Giants, yeah. Browns, over Ravens, Eagles, K- 
Cowboys, Ooh. Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, and that. So between four sure wins are Bengals, Redskins, Giants. That's three. Puts them at eight or nine wins. Yeah, put them and up at need, eleven. Put them up they, at eleven. Yeah, see over. Yeah. All right, let's. Oh, let's tr- fantasy go. implications. You got anyone fantasy wise that you're going after? I, I mean, Tom Brady's not high on our list. I don't think in terms of fantasy, but any running backs? They got a lot of running backs and uh, receivers. Who are you targeting? Michelle. Michelle will be underdrafted. James White will probably be underdrafted as PPR. Damian Harris is a great late late round flyer. Hold off on Ben Watson, although I th- I like Ben Watson. Edelman's a top three round pick easily. Josh Gordon's a late round flyer. Brady, don't draft him unless you have to. It's pretty much my fantasy. Some some nation of the New England Patriots. Uh, so we went a couple of little too long. Typically here at the Northern Pro, we went a little too long in the Patriots. So let's try to condense these two to a little bit. Buffalo Bills. We spent twenty minutes talking about them last week. Two weeks ago, we've spent ample amount. I think that was last week. Feels like forever ago. We spent ample amounts of time discussing Josh Allen, Ed Oliver, all of them. So they bring in seven okay offensive linemen. They get a new center in Mitch Morse. Bring in skill guys, Cole Beasley. Um, I'm trying to think. They didn't draft tight end, did they? I'm trying to think who they draft. I have the Bills depth chart right here. They bring in Cole Beasley, John Brown. John Brown's already supplanted Robert Foster. Bring in Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon. Love that. Tyler Croft is a tight end. I think they drafted, yeah, they drafted Dawson Knox, another tight end at Ole Miss. Defense is still ridiculously, just ridiculous. Ed Oliver's in the, uh, they draft Ed Oliver. Just, there's just, there's, just, I just love this team. They're, they're one of my favorite teams. I don't know, we discussed it last week, so... What Brian DeBoer has done a great job with Josh Allen. So what? Let's we've already discussed. If you haven't listened to us, go listen to about the fifty minute mark of episode twenty one after Kyler is king. It's the Kyler is king episode. Just what is needed for this team to take the next step because they're over. Their over under win total is seven. They won six last season, three and three after the bye with Josh Allen when he was the top fantasy quarterback. In, in all football. So do you think... Let's just get right into it. Seven wins is their win total. What will it take for them to get there? Running the football and limiting Josh Allen's turnovers. Because their, their defense, defense is going to be nasty, Their man. defense is going to be... St- Ed Oliver, star Latulele, who was a first-round pick out of Utah, but would have been probably a top-10 pick if he wouldn't have had um, signs of heart issues. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Um, they got Trent Murphy on one edge. They got Jerry Hughes on the other. They still got Shaq Lawson at, on one edge. They're, they got Tremaine Edmonds, who just recently turned 21, I want to say, and the, the, he is fun to watch. I the more and more I watch him and watch what he's been doing on this defense, he was in that Bud Foster defense at Virginia Tech, and that Virginia Tech defense is always going to be a pretty solid cohesive unit, and he was the star of that of all those blitz packages. He's just a, such a he is an athlete. 
He can run all over the place, but he can still he's still strong and sturdy enough to be able to play inside linebacker. Because he has speed more like a safety. But he plays in the middle. He has the chance to be one of the best. He, he could have a breakout season within the next two years or so. He just is so young. You know, he has a lot of mm-hmm. football ahead of him. Yeah. But this defense is gonna carry this defense is gonna carry this team. This again, this is the same formula. They have to follow the same formula that the Ravens are gonna have to follow. Run the football, chew the clock, limit other teams' possessions, play solid defense, limit offensive turn and win the turnover battle. Obviously, these are easy things that if you win the turnover battle, do all these things, you're more likely gonna win the ball or win the ball game. But for this team in particular, because this team is not built to come to make comebacks, you know, the Bucks mm-hmm. team is built to make comebacks. This team is built in playing in terms of like relating it to fast uh, into basketball. This team is a half court offense. Yes. The rate or and then the Bucks are a run in transition, shoot lots mm-hmm. of threes, running gun, baby. Running gun. So, and there's nothing wrong with either style. It's actually easier to win with this style because you're out. It's a smarter way of playing. Why try to score more points when you can just limit the other team from scoring that many Mm -hmm. points and then you don't even have to score that many? Zig while everyone zags. So, this comes down to Josh Allen limiting turnovers and being able to hit and that comes with opening up the deeper passes with being able to hit the intermediates. It's that's what this his development comes down to. He has the arm strength to make any throw he wants, but where is his precision and his accuracy? That's what it's going to come down to, and that's what it's going to come down to for a while for this team is with how much they've invested. Their how their offensive line is. average uh let me they're yeah they're told they're towards the bottom of that list are they? i don't have it in front of me they're towards the bottom because they made a lot of signings but they didn't make any like phenomenal signings but they try to plug it plug it by depth quantity over quality you could say and that's not bad for a run blocking team that who i'm most excited about on this team uh devin singletary oh yeah give him the just we we talk about him so much in this podcast, dude. But he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be all he does is score touchdowns. All he does, he is a small back. Let me see exactly what he's listed as, real quick. He is listed at five seven two zero three <laughs> five seven. He's in like he's almost a foot shorter than Josh Allen. Yeah, That's crazy. and small dude played mm-hmm. at FAU Lane Kiffin's offense. All he does is score touchdowns. Not the fastest dude. Runs a four six six, but in over three years he had almost forty seven hundred rushing yards and sixty seven touchdowns. In at max fourteen twenty eight, and that that's in maximum. 52 games that's the mount that's the most amount of games FAU could have played in and that's with winning the winning there that's playing in the conference championship game and playing in a bowl game and I don't know 
it, that occurred every single time. But he hides behind his O-line. Again, we talked about this in the in the other in the Kyler's King pod. Hides behind his O-line. The dude just knows how to make people miss. He's a hard, he's 5'7". He's hard to tackle. He's very shifty side to side. He's not going to burn you deep, but he has great vision. And when you aren't as physically gifted, you get better at playing the game. Because you have to play smarter, otherwise you're not going to survive. When you're Julio Jones, you don't have to be great at playing the game. You just have to go out there and play. But you don't always necessarily have to know all the intricacies. But that's what makes great players great is combining the talent with the IQ. This guy now has the IQ and he has enough talent. But he has maximized. He maximizes his talent because he just does not fall down. Oh, yeah. He just... I just, I just, hope, he, I just hope he can get the chances sooner rather than later. I really hope so. Because he's third on the depth chart right now. Gore is going to be banged up. I'm glad he has Gore and McCoy to learn behind too. But it all is going to come down with the blocking in front of him. And I think the case for this team making the playoffs is, like you said, run the ball, playing great defense. And Josh Allen needs to limit the turnovers. He needs to limit the turnovers because he had multiple games with multiple picks, even still in those astronomical fantasy games. Fantasy-wise, Josh Allen definitely draft him mid-late late rounds. Definitely draft him. Um... John Brown, besides that, I wouldn't touch this offense. I'd touch the defense, though, because I love their defense. Uh, I looked at their schedule when you were going on, and I think they're a lock for the over. I definitely think that they have one of the more manageable schedules. I'll read through it very quickly because, like I said, we're trying to make this one a little more What's condensed. their over-under? Seven. Okay. I am at eight and eight at least. I'll run through it real quick. They're not, they do not leave the state of New York until their fifth game. Mm. Hey. At Jets, at Giants, host Bengals, host Patriots. Could be three and one heading into that game. Host at at Tennessee, host Miami, host Philly, host the Washington Redskins, at Cleveland, at Miami, host Denver, at Dallas on a short week Thanksgiving, host Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, at Patriots, at Jets. I see eight wins in that comfortably. I also counted eight very comfortable wins. Yes. So we're high on the Bills. And let's transition to the other team in New York in this division. That's the New York Jets, who, as we were recording this, they're starting inside. They're starting inside linebacker Avery Wilson towards ACL. That's very important. He's a very important linebacker in the three-four. Just signed C.J. Mosley, bringing a lot of things in. Made a lot of splash on their offense. Gave gave Sandrano what he needed. Kelvin Beecham, Kalichi Osumale, Ryan Khalil, all here. Jamison Crowder already reporting a great report with Sam Darnold. He's the one player. He they bring in Le'Veon Bell and Ty Montgomery. I would draft two players and three players in this four. I actually draft four players in this team: Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Chris Herndon, and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a top five back in my opinion. Getting the fantasy out of the way because I don't really know how to feel for this team. I don't have a good. I don't have a good feel for this team. Darnold looks great sometimes, looks horrible the other times. Typical rookie quarterback. You know I'm not the biggest guy on Darnold. I hope to be proven wrong, but what are your expectations? Because the Jets, they bring in Adam Gase now. Adam Gase is now in control of the whole operation. He hasn't really shown a great track record, but he has been. Dolphins were pretty competitive for being with their talent pool. So I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see what this Jets team can do. But what are your? How are you? What are you? What do you think about this Jets team? What What has to happen for this team to take the step in? Maybe not be in the playoffs, 
but get their their win total is seven and a half, which is over the Bills. So what do you think? Do you think that's properly rated? Do you think their fancy signings help that much, or do you think that these are overvalued? These are overplayed, and that the Jets are going to be below the Bills. I think the Jets are going to be below the Bills because they have a tougher formula than the Bills. In terms of the Jets have to be closer to that transition, running in transition type of team. Like if we equate it to basketball terms, they're not they're not a they're not a uh, Baltimore Ravens type Buffalo Bills running the ball, playing great defense. They have to be a little bit more balanced in the way in which they go because they have more weapons on the outside, but their offensive line, they're just not, they don't have that mobile. Sam Darnold's not going to be running down, mowing people down like Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to run over like three or four people this year, like Cam Newton type, lower shoulder, run some people over. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, I like this team though. You know, they run a 3-4, and probably my favorite draft pick that they had was outside of Quinn and Williams. Like, that dude is an animal. This defense is going to be fun to watch. They got Leonard Williams on, on one outside. They got Quinn and Williams on the inside. And then they have C.J. Mosley in the middle. But then they have outside linebacker, pass rushing, Ja'Kai Polite out of Florida. I know... It was against Florida State in that horrendous offensive line. But the dude had a field that he was running around those tackles like Burns would run around those tackles in practice. So I feel like you and I can run around Florida State's offensive line. That's true. They're they're gonna be better this year, but anyways. I'm excited. This is the college football pod. He dropped on draft boards because I want to say his workouts like sucked. He wasn't really taking football all that seriously, which is a concern because if he doesn't love football, it's hard to it's hard to play in the NFL if you don't love the game. According to what other NFL players have seen and what we've seen, other NFL players that we thought were that were talented enough to succeed, not to succeed, is because they didn't love the game. But he, if he can be professional about it, he has a chance to be an eight or nine sack guy this year. Especially with Ooh. what they have, especially with what they have on the D line with Quinn and Williams and Leonard Williams. That's that's a good enough D line base where if he gets one on one, he could have he could finish. You know, he but in some of his division games, especially because the Dolphins don't have a good offensive line. The Bills don't really have all that great of an offensive line. And they play the Giants. They play the Redskins. You know, there are a couple of those games where those offensive lines are bad. And he mm-hmm. could end up feasting on a couple of them. Not because he's the best pass rusher, but because that D line in front of him, it might be able to open him up some opportunities, especially because you have other people you're worried about like CJ Mosley right in the middle. Mm-hmm. P- Polite has to, he's third on the depth chart right now as an outside linebacker. So hopefully they can find a place from there and they do run a three, four. So he's going to be doing, he's going to be legit a situational pass rusher, but I do. I like, I like this team. 
I don't love them. I love their uniforms. I love the new jet green helmet. Oh, hey, I, me and Polite have the same exact birthday. That is, that's tight. It's good same date, same year. Wow. That's awesome. Two yeah. super, two superstars born on the same day. Um, yeah. So I haven't even looked at this yet. I'll, I'll do a fair thing and do a quick run through their schedule. I just don't know because I love Le'Veon Bell. Like I'm going to want to watch the Jets. I just don't know if I'm ready to put them there. Like they, like they, they host Buffalo. They host Cleveland. At New England, at Philly, host Dallas, at, I mean, host, host New England again. They're at New England. Yeah, they play New England twice in four weeks. At Jacksonville, at Miami, host the Giants, at Washington, host the Raiders, at Denver, I mean, at the Bengals, host the Dolphins, at Baltimore, host the Steelers, at the Bills. That's a, a the thing where the, if they can manage to get be like two and six, their second half of the schedule is opening up, and that's when I can see them get into that seven wins. It's eight win, win, eight win plateau. So I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but what I the main thing I want to see for them is I want to see what Darnold can do with talent. Let's see what he can do with talent. Let's see if these young players on defense can continue stepping up. And let's see what Le'Veon Bell can do. I think I honest to God, Le'Veon Bell is my number two fantasy back. Behind McCaffrey. Wow. McCaffrey, Bell, Saquon, Kamara, Zeke, or David Johnson, Zeke. Those are my top six. Those are everyone's top six, I feel like. But we're forgetting Le'Veon Bell, who he is, and he's literally saying he had a year off. He's going to get worked. He always kept himself in phenomenal shape. This is an okay offensive line. Why, if, and if the O-line's bad, guess, who there's, guess who's going to dump the ball off to? Le'Veon Bell. I, I believe in that. I think they're a seven-win team, seven-eight-win team. I, I also saw um, our 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 man, Evan Silva, uh, added Ty Mont to his top 150, yes. Ty Montgomery, because there were reports and they were in the game. Le'Veon Bell was lining up in the slot. Money. Beautiful. And I already love have, it. I already love if, it. If you have Le'Veon Bell lining up in the slot in a fantasy perspective, that's PPR God written all over it. And, oh, here's my question, though. Here's my question for you. How is this? How is this situation for Adam Gase different from his South Beach AFC East situation? Why is it going to be better for him now than it was then? That's my biggest question. I don't know. Maybe as he has a serve, he has a quarterback for the future in Darnold. He has a great. I think. I think there's just a lot more talent on this team than his Dolphins teams. I just don't. I just. It's a wait and see thing. His Dolphins teams always won seven to nine games, so that's why I put it at seven. To, I see this team as a seven to nine win team, and if they can get some early wins, if they can win that Buffalo game, and carry that momentum into. I don't know why my computer does that into. A home game against the Browns, I could. That's an upset. A, a Sunday night, a Monday night game. There's potential there two and zero, and that gets some jump start. Then they have three, four extremely difficult games. I could see this team getting seven, nine wins very comfortably, and I think them and Buffalo are going to be two of the teams that are in the playoff AFC playoff race as wild card teams. I truly believe that. And there's a if this team wins under seven games. It is a it is a complete and utter failure. I'm putting that expectations on this Jets team. Looking at their roster, looking at their schedule, absolutely. 
Um, any final thoughts on the Jets before we move on to your team? Because the Dolphins are all you. I have nothing to say about them. So do you have any any final words to say about the Jets? Um, I just think that they have, an, I think one of the keys for them um, is if they can get a healthy combination of pass rushing and help from their safeties. I think they have two of the best young safety tandems in the NFL between Jamal Adams and is it Marcus May? Mm-hmm. Oh, and they got Tremaine Johnson in the secondary too. They got Tremaine Johnson out in the corner. They have that is a that's going to help keep them in a lot of games because Jamal Adams might be making his case this year that he's the best safety in the NFL. Yeah, especially now as we're we're talking about this, Derwin James has a stretch fracture in his foot, so we're going to go to that all next week. We're going to probably record we'll probably record the AFC West one this weekend when we have more information about that. AFC West one's going to be a fun podcast, man. I cannot wait for that one. So, quickly, um, Miami Dolphins, I don't want to waste too much time with them. I know people people that listen to this podcast are Dolphins fans. Uh, expectations for you are pretty simple. Embrace the losing. Embrace the fact that your team is building for the future. And embrace the fact that if Josh Rosen experiment goes bad, you're going to have the number one or two pick next year. And you can draft Tua, Herbert, whoever, or you can suck again, keep Rosen, and then draft and then be in the leading race for the Trevor Lawrence campaign in two years. This team is the only thing that I like about this team is I love their skill. I love their young. I love their young players. I honestly, I, I've, Devontae Parker is my guy. Preston Williams going is blowing up the pro the preseason. Kenyon Drake, Kellum, Kalin Balaj, love them both. Mark Wallen, the Miami guy himself. Kenny Stills. Very underrated receiver. Albert Wilson, love him. Mike Gusecki's falling off. Guess who's the number one on the depth chart? F- tight end, Nico Leary. Shout out to my guy. I won the Mackey War when I was equipment manager. Um, defensively, you have you have two leaders. You have three stud defense. Their defense is going to be good, man. Like They're going to be a solid defense. Christian Wilkins in the middle, Rashad Jones in the back. You want to build with that. Xavier Howard on the other DB. I love I love I like Minka Fitzpatrick is second on the depth chart, but I don't think I think that's just blowing smoke. So put you have Fitzpatrick, Jones, Howard, Christian Wilkins. This defense is going to be good. I just don't see this offense being anything. I don't think they want to be much of anything. I think they want to. I think they just want to ha- throw Rosen in when he's ready. We're getting three quarters of Rosen. It's disappointing that we're not we're recording this before he plays tonight on Friday. But we're going to get three quarters. We'll have that in the evaluation, for evaluation pod next week. But that's what this whole thing comes down to. Your whole season is evaluating Devontae Parker, your young, all, your young O-line, your young defense, and Rosen and figure out running back position. What are you looking – this team is not expected to make the playoffs. We're not even going to try to make a case to them unless Rosen becomes the second coming of Elway overnight or something like that. Um, what – but outside of Rosen, so give your why you're so excited to watch Josh Rosen, and then what else you expect from the Dolphins in What's this scenario? They're over under. I'm gonna let you know, and then I'm gonna take a quick. I'm just gonna go for a quick walk while you do this. Not quick walk. I have to go do something real quick at my house. So, Florida, they're over under is four and a half, lowest in the NFL. Four and a half. So you. Let the world know your Josh Rosen and Dolphin thoughts while I go see where my cat is, if that's cool with you. Yeah, go find Pat Patchy. All right. All right. So 
this Dolphins team is really set up to just tank. But my love for Josh Rosen won't falter until I see him get at least a decent offensive line. He makes throws look so pretty, and maybe that's why I like him so much. But he has great footwork. Mentally, he's has the IQ to understand it all, but reports have been saying that his issue, and it makes sense with his play, his issue is his body language and his confidence when things don't always go his way. If there's anyone that can try and teach him how to bounce back for when things don't go your way, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. The dude that goes from Fitzmagic to Fitztragic can is a person that can, a quarterback, a veteran, that can help Rosen understand how to get through the ups and downs of being an NFL quarterback, or at least help him along the process to getting a better understanding of how to stay within the emotions of the game. I don't have a lot of high expectations for this team. I think Nick O'Leary has sneaky tight end value for fantasy, especially if he ends up playing a lot. He's a great red zone threat, probably going to be a quarterback's best friend. This offensive line is meh. Laramie Tunsil has been all right. They drafted Michael Deiter out of Wisconsin. And if you're ever drafting a Wisconsin O-line, you're pretty much getting a, not a slam dunk, but yeah. I don't think this defense, this defense is going to be solid. This defense is not going to be a rollover type defense like the Bucks have been in the past. But you might be running into the same issue that the Jags were running into last year. You might have a, they're not the Jags level defense, but you might have a pretty solid defense, but the offense is just killing anything that you might have. And the defense is just going to get worn out. Overall, let me look at their schedule because I don't think there's going to be a team at least at this point in time right now, I don't think there's going to be a team that I'm going to say is going to beat them. Host Ravens, host Patriots, on the road to Cowboys, host Chargers. I see all of those as losses. They play the Redskins at home. I was going to ask that, you that. That I will count as a dub. Uh, but then they, on the road against the Bills, on the road against the Steelers, host the Jets, on the road against the Colts, host the Bills, on the road against the Browns, host the Eagles, on the road against the Jets, on the road against the Giants. I will count that as a dub because I think the Giants are going to be horrendous. I was going to, I think what I was going to ask you is I think there's three teams that they be favored against. Redskins, Bengals, Giants, and they play all three of them. And what they're over under three and a half. Is that what you said? Mm Mm-hmm. I would take the over because I think they can sneak one more game. Ooh, so that means four. So that means you're still you're still on the under. It's three and a half. Four and a half, I thought. It's four and a half. Oh, oh, four and a half? I would take mm-hmm. the under then. I would take the under. If it was three and a half, I'd take the over. But I think they're mm-hmm. right at a four-win game. I don't think they're going to be able to sneak any more. Maybe they might get one from the Bills, but that's tough. Um, their only other shot is getting a team that can't survive. I mean, they always have the Patriots week two Patriots always, uh, not always struggle in the 
beginning of the season, but always struggle in Miami. So week two, we could see a Dolphins win. Crazy, <laughs> crazy to hope. think. We never see the Dolphins. We never, I mean, I never really envisioned the Dolphins beating the Patriots, but Brian Flores' old team, I don't, I, I'm, I assume Bill Belichick has a pretty good track record against his mm-hmm. former coaches. So. Yeah, Belichick, Bel- so every once in a while, like Patricia last year, he'll throw a bone, <laughs> he'll throw a bone to one of his older assistants, but yeah. There's there's exciting things about this team and they're doing it the right way. They're accumulating assets. They're giving themselves the highest probability to make solid draft picks. You get more. You have a good probability. You can use those to trade up. There's a lot more things. So Dolphins fans, just keep supporting the team. You have some great uniforms. You have some great young players on both sides of the ball. You have a head coach who is understand. Have a head coach in front office in symmetry. That is extremely difficult to find. The coach knows it's going to be a long process. The GM knows it's going to be a long process. That's that's big. That that's big to know. So, let's hope they get the over under fantasy wise. Draft Drake and Balash. You never. They're both. They both could be. In, they both have already missed time in camp. So they're both listed as one A and one B on the depth chart. Receivers always draft Devontae Parker. Always. Preston Williams clearly has some very good rapport with Josh Rosen. Those are the guys I'd go for. Besides that. My fins up, my fins up fans, my fins up friends. Keep supporting the team, man. There's gonna be some good times away. Trust me. I believe in Brian Flores. If you guys are in a rare position where if you don't have a top ten pick, second year quarterback, if he doesn't pan out, guess what? You can go get another one. And you already have some town around him. You have some defense. The defense is gonna be fun. I'm excited for this. You guys have leaders on both sides of the ball. Those are my closing thoughts with the Dolphins. Noah, do you have anything before we conclude this AFC South? We're gonna get it in very. AFC, we're gonna get it in quick. AFC, AFC East. East. Sorry, God. It's okay. Do you have any any, any closing thoughts on this on this team? Mm, Dolphins. No. Uh, shout out to my man Adam Levan. He's a he's a interning as a athletic training intern there. So shout out to him. He's in he's in part of the crew. Um, other than that, though, I'm really excited. I really like how the Dolphins are doing it, though. Like you mm-hmm. said, so I'm excited. They're they're a really interesting like three five year building process. Mm-hmm. I like their t- I like their uh, like their uniforms, like their coach, like like the young players, like everything they're like everything Miami's doing right now. And to build off your training thing, shout out to all my homies. I have Pat with the Falcons. I have Ben with the Chicago Bears. Shout out to all the e- equipment per, um, athletic trainer guys. PT, whatever, everyone that works in the operations side of the football thing, that does their work should not go unnoticed. And just keep grinding, you guys. You guys make everything happen. I'm proud to be an equipment alumni. I'm sure you're proud to be a football PT alum, um, AT alum guy, alumni. So that's a nice, good place to end this podcast. Noah, thank you for hopping on the AFC South preview with AFC East, AFC East preview with me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Glad I could help you out. All right, everyone, and as always, We'll have another episode for you tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it's gonna be the AFC West or the AFC North. If it's let's save the North for last because that's the most fun. Um, so we'll go AFC West on Wednesday and North on Thursday. Full pod of all the preseason action on Friday. Subscribe on um, Apple Podcasts, Nordinary Pod, Spotify, Nordinary Pod, uh, SoundCloud, Nordinary Pod. Search it there. We actually still we actually we we've always gotten good numbers on SoundCloud. It's funny. YouTube's still going. I'm Michael Duggar. That's Noah Hemer. We are the Nordinary Pod team. Thank you guys for checking us out.